And we're back. So I want to just come clean on a topic from our last episode. I had, we were talking about friendship, but I had um, mentioned something about fear. And this is Danielle, by the way. I had said that I have no fear or, you know, something to that accord. And realistically, I, I definitely have fear. I think that I was speaking like, I have no fear of failing. And that's you know, what I remember you saying. Yeah. Fear of failing. Mm-hmm. And really, I don't have a fear of failing. Like I, I have these really strong friendships and family and um, support systems around me that have always made it possible for me to, you know, do the things that I want to do. And, and I feel fully supported and I'm, I'm not afraid to fail. Like I, I've owned businesses and I've closed businesses and I, I feel good about it and I'm okay to fail and to learn what went wrong and to move on. Um, but I definitely have fear and, uh, I have some really silly fears and I, I'm sitting right next to one of my best friends. She's chuckling right now. We all have fears. I'll have them. So, you you know, call them what you want. (laughs) It's okay to have them. (laughs) That's the point. (laughs) But I I do, like, I have these really silly fears. And, um, you know, for people that know me really well, like, they know them. And, you know, like, it's as silly as, you know, driving over a bridge or, um, you know, in fact, I text Lisa when I was – stuck on a bridge I could literally probably stand under and I like needed to get out of my car. Like I, I, I could not handle being on this bridge, but I was stuck on the bridge and, and like I was in sheer panic. Um, but like, I'm afraid of bridges and, and just this past weekend, I was so ecstatic because I was in ocean beach and I drove over the bridge to Coronado Island. I literally thought I was going to have a panic attack getting over there. And I was so excited and so happy that I made it there. But then I had to like come to the realization that I was like, how the hell am I going to get back? Right. But I, I definitely have fears. Like, am I afraid to fail? No, but I, I have fear and I'm afraid of flying. I'm afraid to fly too. Yeah, like I like I'm afraid of some really silly shit, I think, but it, like it's to all of you that are afraid of these things, I hear you. It is real. And it's a real fear that I cannot explain to my husband. Like Yeah. He's like, get on the plane. I'm like, I don't want to get on the plane. I cannot breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, the door just shut. I cannot get out. He's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I am claustrophobic to a degree that you will never understand. Mm-hmm. And it it is so real inside my mind at that moment that I will like, I feel like I'm going to panic and die and someone needs to like take me on a gurney to wherever I'm going to be in my final resting place. Like it is, it's such a real. It takes over. It's Yeah. A, it's very debilitating. I it's, need to say goodbye to my family. I need to say goodbye to my friends. Yeah. It is so real. So I really wanted to set the record straight that like 
in that episode when I said, I am not afraid. I am absolutely afraid. I will raise my hand high. I am afraid of everything almost, I feel like. Um, But not failing. (laughs) No, I'm not afraid to fail. Like, I, you know, in full disclosure, I, I, people trust me to public speak and I am terrified to public speak. And somehow I managed to do it and I do it really well. And I don't quite understand how physically my body gets through it or how my thoughts come to me or how the words make it out of my mouth, but it happens. And, you know, for all of the dental professionals that listen to me, thank you, because I don't understand how I get it to work, but it happens. And, you know, I'm so grateful that it does because I, and I'm grateful that I do it well because the fear does like take over my body, like, like a monster and I don't know what's happening, but I, you know, it's tough to work through that some days and I'm glad that I'm able to, um, but it's definitely a real thing. And I, and I can, you know, I can circle back to where I think it started. Um, and yeah, I can definitely circle back to where I think it started for sure. Do you remember? Yeah. What the moment was? Yeah. Yeah, I do. What was it? I, um, I was, before I was individual, like, uh, business owner, like, uh, which I've been for some years now, I was working more in like a corporate, like executive type position. And I felt like I had to be, you know, the best, not the best, but I wanted to be the best leader. And I wanted to be able to I just wanted to do my best. That is all I can say about it. Like, I didn't want to make the most money. I didn't want to make, you know, I, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about like the status. Status. It wasn't about my title. I just wanted to be the best at what I did. Mm -hmm. And, there was such an anxiety around that, that like saying yes to projects mm-hmm. and overextending myself sure. to a degree that like it brought up this like fear inside me of, oh shit. It fueled it, really. Oh, it fueled it and it fueled it in a big way. Wow. Like, did I just say something? Did I agree to something? that now my whole team is going to suffer because I said that we could get something done. Mm-hmm. And then I would look at myself and say, what kind of leadership is that? And I never wanted to be that person mm-hmm. because I felt like there were people above me that did that. Sure. And it took a lot for me to like recognize that that wasn't leadership And it took a lot of like, you know, like honestly, like looking inside and saying, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be that type of person to a team. You don't want to be that type of person to a corporation. Sure. And 
I'm grateful every day that I was able to like kind of step outside the box and like look at it from an outside perspective and say, you can do all of this and do it in a meaningful way and you can still get the projects done. And um, you've said it really well. Um, what is it you say in, in business when people give you like a project or they ask you for? Oh, to yeah. not over yes. Yeah, <laughs> to, to not, not over, over yes. yes. What is it you say? I don't, I don't see any reason why we can't do this for you. Give me a few moments to absorb this and make sure we can deliver as you wish. Yeah. And, and that's okay. I'm not saying no. I'm saying, yeah, I don't see a problem with this. But before I commit, I want to make sure I read the fine print. I want to make sure everyone is available to do this on your timeline. I want to make right. sure have all my ducks lined up. And usually when you explain it that way, I want to be 100% sure we can deliver on what we promise you before right. I give you a final. So it's never no, but it's not always a yes either because right. that anxiety that you're talking about of once you take something on and it's like, oh, no, wait, <laughs> I did not think this through. And that pressure just volumizes. It's interesting because I spend my days now coaching people yeah. on being realistic Mm-hmm. Having realistic action items, sure. Having realistic time frames, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, I wasn't being realistic with Danielle. Yeah, and I think still sometimes that we are not realistic with ourselves, and so then all of a sudden, like us being unrealistic, like fear starts creeping in, and we're sure. like, okay, uh, my calendar looks really full today. <laughs> yeah, and we're like. <laughs> Am I going to get to that, you know, three o'clock? Am I going to get to the four o'clock? Mm-hmm. Do I need to cancel the four o'clock? Did I commit too much today? Yeah. Do I need to like, and we're not only fearful of what this is doing to ourselves, but we're fearful of what we're doing to other people. Right. When we're we, not so much worried about ourselves. Yeah. Because we are fine with putting, I mean, we just talked about this, how we are got yeah. five balls in the air at one given time. We're doing all these things. Right. But because we've learned how to manage them properly. Right. You know. Um, I'll put myself out all the exactly, time. Exactly. I yeah. don't want to disappoint someone else. Exactly. Uh, yes. Right. That's where I, that more, one of my fears is, yeah. is, is not disappointing myself because I am fine with learning from my mistakes or failures, whatever you want to call them. I don't want to put anyone else off. I don't want to disappoint anyone else or um, inconvenience anyone. Yeah. You know, outside of, of what I've got going on. So, yeah, it's it's tough. That's a... Isn't it strange, though, that we're not afraid to have these conversations at home? Right. What is, is it, that? I don't know. Like, I'm not afraid to... Well, okay, let me rewind. I'm not afraid to tell my kids something. Sure. We might hold a little bit of fear. With spouses. With a spouse. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yes. And Because you know them so well. Yeah. And you're over-anticipating what they might say. Yeah, I do that. We're pre-thinking what their response is going to be. Yeah, I'm a wildly crazy overthinker which is great in some instances like the one I said before with, and with business it's okay to overthink that a little bit um to make sure you can deliver properly however overthinking some other situations especially personal ones they'll just sit in you and make you a little crazy you can turn stuff way bigger than they are just get it out just oh I think out. you can dry, rot, like 
what is that? Jump down a rabbit hole real quick. Very quickly. Yeah. Like Alice in Wonderland. Bizarro <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> Just will turn. If I wait too long to bring something up, I will turn it into like a three-part series on a Lifetime movie that could have been one series and none of those things will ever happen. You know what I mean? True. I'll make it way worse in my head than it will actually be if I just had the effing conversation. Right. No, I agree with that. And and I agree with that. I don't have any – I don't hold any, like, fear necessarily to, um, you know, talk with my kids. I, I can honestly say I don't hold any fear to talk with my husband. Like, I'm – pretty we're pretty comfortable talking to each other we've we've had some pretty cool up and downs like over yeah. our 18 years and and I think it's been you know this real like really cool like testament to our relationship to say that we've been able to come out of things with this really strong like we can talk about anything yeah. and fear being one of them and it could be just the start to a conversation to say like I've been really afraid to like say this to you because I don't want you to you know think that I'm mad or think that sure. you know mm -hmm. or and, take on any of my anxieties yeah yeah and being anxious is actually a conversation like I could say to him I'm like terrified to get in the plane. I know you don't necessarily know what this feels like, mm -hmm. but please understand it takes a lot for me to get inside the plane and know that they're going to shut me in there. Right. And I need a parachute. So find me one. And so for <laughs> him, he's like, oh, this bitch is crazy. And she's actually telling me the truth. Like she's serious. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, like, I think we can talk to each other a little bit easier. I know not all relationships are the same. And there's some working through those conversations that has to happen and, and work through them. That's great. Mm -hmm. But I think in the workplace, we, we like, suffer. Right. Right. Because you don't know those people as well as yeah. you would know a spouse. So you have no idea what they're thinking or how they run. Right. What's like going stare through their head. people and yes. you're like. I need oh. to talk to you, but what are you going to say? Right. Yeah. Where's your little, what's that, what are those signs I have in New York City on the buildings that just scroll wording? Like we need those on your head. Oh, I thought you were talking about the card game that you like <laughs> stick the card to your forehead. <laughs> That's fun too. <laughs> no, I meant like you should walk around with these, these constant yeah. screens that say what they're thinking. Well, some people should, you know, that could get awkward, but. No, I get it. I feel like. Especially in business, you don't know. You don't know what they're thinking. or So you don't have as much anxiety sometimes because you don't know them. I have a lot of it in the workplace. And um, I'm, I'm much more confident in the workplace with the things I have to say. Sure. Like I've been in my industry for long enough that I'm confident in the things that I know and my knowledge and what I have to say. Right. But when I encounter a problem, um, you know, there's always the instance where what will the rebuttal be? Mm -hmm. And although I'm confident in what my communication is and will be, there's always the what if. Like, 
the curveball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, like you said, I don't know the people that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I think it's, it's made me a little bit stronger to say like, um, you know, I can honestly have a crucial conversation with people and be unemotionally attached Yeah, because I feel like it's healthier to be able to say like, Hey, I feel like, I feel like you're not hearing me right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to have this conversation and I can go into that knowing like, all right, this is the conversation. These are the facts and we're going to work through this versus I go in there with all these feelings of fear and I'm already emotionally invested with fear. Right. So it just trumps all the other things that you're there for. Yeah. But when, you know, years ago when I was telling you that I feel like this is where it all started, that's where I didn't have that, that communication strength. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was emotionally invested in pleasing everyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden it was like, here's this anxiety and I'm going to put it on your shoulder now here's this anxiety and you're going to yeah. wear this one. Yeah. And now here's this anxiety and like shove that in your gut. And then that person looks anxious. So I'm going to take that on too. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I worry that they're anxious because I'm anxious. Those two people are talking and so now they're talking about you. Yeah. And so it was like all of a sudden I took on everything that I saw as like this is all aimed at me. This is all aimed at you, Danielle. Like what what is going on here? And that anxiety has held on to me now five years later mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to like unpack it. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. And I, I can't tell you why the switch went on or off those years right. ago. I can't tell, like, I have always felt like I was a strong person and I've been like mindset strong and, but something happened to me. Yeah. In that environment that I was emotionally, emotionally invested. Yeah. And my mind was not right. That mm. I took on that anxiety and it just kept building and building and building and building. And it happened in the workplace. It didn't happen at home. It didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I wasn't in some traumatic thing. I wasn't, sure. you know, there wasn't some traumatic event that happened to me. And so it's interesting that we each kind of have these like aha moments, but I can definitely push it back to then and say, wow, yeah, like something at work did this. And now I've got to kind of unpack it like little bits at a time and sure reevaluate. Yeah. Make sure they don't end up back in that suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like that put that suitcase on a plane to like Australia or something. Send it. Don't go. Yeah, I'm gonna put it. all of my friends on a plane to Australia. All my anxious friends. <laughs> all my other ones. You can stay with me. Yeah, no. But it is. It's interesting that you know. I can see where that can happen though, especially in an environment like that you've never been in before. Taking on just all the new and over. Yeah, you just over, what's the word I'm looking Stimulated? for? Stimulated? Overstimulated, sure. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know either. Because I, I don't know that it was new either. Like, it, it, it was all things that I'd done. Like, I, I, sure. I don't know what created the 
I don't know what created it. Hmm. Yeah. But I can tell you now that I have learned my lesson. Mm -hmm. And I've learned my lesson that crucial conversations have to happen. Immediately. Yeah. As soon as possible. I shouldn't say immediately. It's not always appropriate. But yeah. No, yeah. The quicker the better. It has to. And no matter how uncomfortable I feel and, um, you know, when I know I have to have this conversation with someone and I'm like, oh, here it comes. It's coming up. I'm going to throw up. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm anxious. Like, sure. I'm deciding everything they're going to say to me. All right. Mm-hmm. But once it's done, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. that wasn't that bad. Exactly. Where was the response that you were going to like? You know, take me to my car and beat me with a stick. <laughs> it's in that lifetime series I just told I'm you. I'm telling about. you, <laughs> that's the, what I would do if I yeah. let something sit too long. Yeah, I overthink all these scenarios. I put words in their mouth that I've never even heard in their mouth. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. just fear, trying to prepare my. This is what I do. I try to prepare <laughs> myself for the worst possible scenario. You're getting murdered in a in a dark alley. Sure. Yeah. And I would like to just be pleasantly surprised when that does not happen. Sure. But I want to be prepared for it. But guess what? <laughs> I have learned very recently that no matter how much you prepare yourself for something awful, um, it's just not worth it. Because you're just going to make it so much – you're going to make it bigger than it is. I have yet to come out of a conversation like this in this last, like, three years uh-huh. disappointed. Right. Which is the, the great part in yeah. – and I feel relieved when I come out of them. I feel like a new person. Sure. And I feel like I have taken one of those anxious little creatures that are sitting with me mm-hmm. and I've put them in the trash. Right. And so I, I do feel like a better person that I'm able to like, you know, put some of the fear away. Yeah. And it's little, it's a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like I'm able to like put some of the fear away when I speak about it. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That makes me happy. It's not easy. No. No. Never. Yeah. I mean, it, some days you might find me like lying on the floor, covering up my ears, kicking mm-hmm. my feet. It's Under a blanket. A little bit like a two-year-old. <laughs> but no. Yeah. It, you know, it's not easy. But I, I felt like it was worth, you know, Coming back and saying, like, I was a liar, you guys. Like, I said I'm not afraid. I'm definitely afraid. I have fear, and it's real. And, you know, I think we all have a little bit of fear inside of us. And Mm -hmm. uh, It's normal. Some people call it fear. Some people think it's anxiety. Some people call it nervousness. It's whatever it is. It's all normal. And everybody has it. Yeah. It's okay. Just work through it. There's something to be said, though. You know, Herbridge... My flying, you're flying, you know, to have these spiders. Spiders. Ugh, don't get me started on those evil bastards. But <laughs> there's something to be said now. I will not hold a spider. I will not. I Maybe will get on a we'll plane. Maybe get there. Maybe. I don't know. How, much, how many of you guys would like to see us <laughs> post a picture of Lisa holding a spider? Because I, I think that we... Uh. 
I think we could throw away some of her spider fear. Don't know. If we hold a spider. Here's the thing. If you still have the fear, that's okay too. So I was going to say, instead of pretend, maybe edit that out. Um, she's trying to she's deflect. trying to deflect this. Her bridge. Fear. That plane. She still she still drives over bridges. Yeah. I still get on planes. She still gets on planes. It, it's okay to still be scared. It may not go away. It may get easier, but just learn how to get around them. And it's normal to have them. And it's not anything to be embarrassed about. You know, like she said, her husband doesn't understand. People who don't understand certain kind of crippling anxieties or fears, or whatever you want to call them, whatever it may be, if they haven't experienced themselves, it's hard for them to understand. It doesn't mean they're not going to be there for you. They just have, may think, you know, you could definitely tell somebody who hasn't experienced the same thing. Before I experienced my first like anxiety or panic attack, I think it was my sister was getting them and I could not understand. You know, I tried to understand, but I just didn't get it. And you just don't until it happens to you. Um, and that's not, you know, and that's okay. They don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Right. So there's something to be said that you to try the things anyway, whether or not they make you nervous. I think spiders is a silly thing. I don't really think that's important to get over, but if it makes you all happy, I will entertain the idea. Yes. I, did I hear I a... Did you yes. hear an eye roll? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did an eye roll. <laughs> but... I didn't see one. So... No, I. you know, <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that there's... There's willingness to change in all of us. I don't think it's an important piece to say, go out and get over your fear of heights by standing on the standing on the <laughs> highest building or, right. you know, get over your fear of heights by skydiving. Like, sure. You know, I, I just don't think that we all battle things like that. But, you know, and we all work through things differently. And that's that's fair. And I think we all work through things in our own time, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, I, I do think that the workplace, specifically with fear, mm -hmm. is the one place that is the hardest place to work through these things. Because we feel the most pressure to please. Mm -hmm. And so we fail to recognize the the need for us to take care of us. And because, it, it, you know, if we, if we look into what we're doing at work, like we're, we're there for a purpose and we are, you know, we're there to, to work and to get a paycheck and things of that nature. But we fail to recognize that we're all there for the same purpose and we're there to build something for the same purpose. And, while we're doing that, we're, we're failing to like build ourselves and we're like, yeah, let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. Let me say yes to you. I will get that for you. And when we're, when we're not recognizing what we need to do for ourselves, I think that we're putting all of that like fear and anxiety and stuff to the side and we're not working on ourselves. And I found that that's what I was doing to myself for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was hurting only me and my team and the people that reported directly to me while they didn't recognize it. Um, I definitely recognized it and it was tearing me apart. And 
I'm glad that I was able to step outside that box and and look in and say, I need to change what I'm doing if I want to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that I still am today working on me and working on my leadership and my communication and my fear and my, um, you know, just putting all that stuff aside and just working on me through this. So, uh, yeah, I mean. My dad said something to me once about this. He said that you can't give your best self if you aren't giving yourself your best self. Yeah. So you're good to no one, basically, unless you're good to yourself. So unless you you have to take yourself into consideration. It's okay to go out of your way for someone, you know, and help them out here and there. But if it's going to take away from you so much that it could change the outcome of what you want to do to help, it's not right. You reevaluate and just step back and, and, and figure that out because you're just not going to be any help to anyone if you can't work on yourself, you know. I agree. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys if you want to share with us some of your fears. We know that it's a real topic and we know that some of you, um, you know, have fear and maybe don't have someone to talk to about it. We'd love to be um, someone that will listen to you. Absolutely. Email us anytime. Hello at lifeagency.wtf. And, of course, if you want to remain anonymous, that's absolutely our priority. Yes. If you want us to share but not share your name, absolutely. Just tell us. Um, you can also reach us on Instagram. It's lifeagency.wtf. Talk to you soon. Bye.